We're doing this new series called Weird. And so get out that Weird series. And um, on the back, there's some um, some uh, notes for you to study at your small group. Or if you're not able to go small group, study at home. But, um, you know, I, I'm just going to be real honest with you about um, when the first part of my life, you know, one of the things I strive to do was to be normal. In fact, if you would have came to me and said, Sean, you're weird, that would that would offend me. I would have gotten mad at you. And a lot of times that's what we do. You know, we strive to be normal. We want to be liked. We want to be, you know, I, I, I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to follow the crowd. I wanted to be in the in crowd. How many of you guys remember the in crowd in your school? Yeah, most of you didn't get in that. Anyway, um, but we wanted to be liked. We, we loved that. And I, I was really striving to fit in. I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be normal, but when I began to read the Bible, Jesus was anything but normal. And the things he taught was not normal at all. And now it was normal to him, but it wasn't normal here on this earth. And so when I started looking at the teachings of Christ, man, they, they were. They were very weird and so different than the normal that I was used to. And it hooked me. And I've even looked at throughout all my life that there's sometimes, man, I start, I start wanting to be like everybody else. And I start wanting to, to live like everybody else. And, and I wanted to be, I wanted to fit in. I didn't want to cause a ruckus, but that's not the Lord for us as believers. There is something great He wants to do in and through you. And He wants you to become somebody. He wants you to become like Him. And listen, Jesus to this world is weird. And uh, he is different from everybody else that you know. How many of you guys know some weird people? Raise your hand. Yeah. Don't point. Raise your hand. How many some know some weird people in a bad way? I mean, they're bad weird. I mean, yeah, you know some of those. How many of you guys know some weird people in a good way? Right? Yeah? That's some of you. How many know some people weird in a God way? And that's what I really want to talk about. Because there's a, something weird in a God way. And a lot of times we think about weird, we think it's about weird in a, just a bad way. No, I'm talking about weird in a God way. And this is what God wants to do in us. He wants to, you to be weird to this whole society. And he doesn't want you to fit in. God doesn't want us to just to fit in. He wants us to be an example. He wants you to be such an example that they take notice of you. And if all that we do is that we fit in, and this is the danger, and this is what I see in America today, especially in Christian churches, believing churches, they want to fit in. And listen, I don't want to fit into this world because this world does not work. Normal does not work, does it? Look what it's doing all out there. In fact, this whole world wants you to be like everybody else. It doesn't want you to be different. It doesn't want you to cause any ruckus or anything, make any waves. It wants you to be like everybody else. In fact, there was a movement, and there still is a movement, to try to make every country just one country. But God doesn't want you to be like that. He wants you to be different. He wants you to stick out. Jesus said this. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. He says something different here. Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, he says, he said, enter through what kind of gate? Narrow gate. Narrow gate. So he entered through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to what? 
destruction. And how many people enter through it? Many people enter through it. So think about this. Broad and wide is the road and the gate which the majority of people travel. And that road leads to destruction. And we see that every day, don't we? But a lot of times what we want to do as Christians is that we want to fit in. We, oh, let, me, let me put it in the right term. We want to be relevant. You want, yeah, whatever that is. What, is. what is relevant? You want to be relevant. And that means to a lot, lot different to a lot of people. But I understand the background of that meaning. I want to be able to reach them. But you cannot be like them to reach them. Why would they want to be like you? There already are. You have to be different. There has to be a difference. Listen, when you and I gave our life to Christ, I died. You died to who you are. And so Jesus says, this broad and narrow, this, this broad and wide gate is which most people travel leads to destruction. But unfortunately, in the crowd, a lot of times, that's where we find comfort. That's where we find, well, I, I want to be like everybody else. Look at all the people, what all they're doing. Look at where they're going. Look how they're living. That, that's normal. And I want to I be normal. And I want to be okay. I want to go with the majority of the crowd. And unfortunately, Jesus said this. Many, the crowd, we could say the normal people, are on the road that leads to destruction. And then he said this. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to what? Life. And how many will find it? How many? Few. Few. Why is that? Because it runs counter to all our natural inclinations. It's countercultural. So if you are on the broad road, let me say this. If you're on the broad road, if your life looks like everybody else's, and if you're doing what everybody else is doing, and it's pretty normal, it could be that you're on a broad road. And that's going to lead to destruction. Now, ultimately, in context, this is really talking about salvation. But it also means in any part of our life. So this is what happens to believers. I believe in Jesus, and this has happened in my life. I love the Lord. But somehow something's crept in where I just want to be normal in this area. It could be that in, that, in some areas in my life or some areas in your life, you could be living just like everybody else is living and you're getting what everybody else is getting. And it leads to destruction. You know, you could have department, some departments in your life that God has just, you've given him control over. And everything's working out and everything's great. But then you've, you're, you just want to keep control of this area. You want to be like everybody else. And it's normal to everybody else. But it's leading to destruction. See, I want to invite you on a journey for the next five weeks. To follow, really, the teachings of Jesus and see what a weird life really looked like. A different life. Because even if we take the Bible and put it aside and you look at the normal thing that's going on in this world, it doesn't work. Wouldn't you agree that normal isn't working anymore? Just being like everybody else in your finances, in your relationships, in anything, it just doesn't work like, like it should. 
It really is bringing destruction. Think about it. What is normal in your schedules today? Being overwhelmed, rushed, stressed, worked out, panicked, not enough time to what is truly important in your life because you're focusing on what's urgent and missing out what's important. What's normal in money today? Let's just be honest. Normal in money today is the pursuit of material things that never satisfy. So what happens is, if it never satisfies, guess what I think I have to do? Get something more. Right? Never satisfied. My, my daughter brought me, um, I, I had a, my uh, 46th birthday. I do accept cash still, by the way. Late gifts is okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my, she brought me this bag. I don't know. I, I can't believe you let her buy this for me. I mean, you bought it for her to give it to me. But thank you. Anyway, um, it's this, this bag of Hershey chocolate. But they're like cookies. You got, have, you, have you guys seen them? They're good, aren't they? They have caramel in it. I mean, it's just and some. It's just like or maybe Oreos. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I need to bring some put in my pocket so I can eat during the service here. But um, I, I eat one, and then I look at my daughter and I says, "Hey, can you go get me another one?" And she says, oh, "Okay." And so she gets me another one, and I eat one. And I said, "You know, can you go get me another one?" It just never, but that's the way we do it with other material things. You get a big house and you think, well, that's going to be great. And then it's just not big enough, right? Until you get smart and you realize, well, I don't have to live off this. I'm going to downsize, you know? See, and that's the way normal is in our society. It is never enough. So with money, it's just never enough. Normal is broke. No, normal is, is in debt. Normal is financial fear. No, normal is fighting about finances. Think about your professional life. What's normal today? Working to get a paycheck. Doing something you don't like. For 30 years. What do we call that? Stupid. But it's normal. That's what we do because we're... We're afraid to listen maybe to the Lord and do something differently. Normal is feeling like you, there's got to be something more, but you just can't quite figure it out, so you continue to do the same thing. What's normal in your relationships? You want to get real here? Not knowing how to do relationships. Maybe... Hopping from one bed to another bed with different people until you finally get married. And then seven years later, it doesn't work out as much as you thought. Things aren't going as well. So normal for a lot of people in America is getting a divorce. Normal is not working. That's why I, I, I say this, this is a key thought of this whole series is this. If you want what normal people have, do what normal people do. But if you want what few people have, do what few people do. Amen? I've seen some people, you know, just, they desire, they see people who are successful. They see people who are um, having the things of God and having revelation, but they're not willing to do what they did to get there. You've got to be willing to do what few people do. 
And I think that's our church here. We're not willing to go with the crowd. You know, we're, we're just not willing to be like everybody else. We're, you know, we want to be, we want to be pleasing to the Lord. What, God, what do you have for us? We want to challenge people. We want to raise up leaders. We want to send out people. It's not about me. It's about God. And it's not about just, just this church. It's about other churches we can plan. It's about releasing you to do what God's called you to do. It's about stepping out in faith. It's about, you know, being a little dangerous. Amen? So if you want what normal people have, you do what normal people do. If you want what few people have, do what few people do. I want to have all that God has for me. So let's go on this journey together. And let's learn to live weird. To receive all that the Lord has for us. Because we miss out, even as believers, because we're not willing to, to change directions. Just think about it. If you want normal life, Live like normal people. But though if you want something better, you're going to really step out and believe. You're going to start doing something more. It's going to take some work. Okay? It may not be easy. In fact, you're going to go through this these next five weeks, hopefully, to Easter. And, you, and the Lord's going to show you some things. that That's a little bit of normal in your life. I want to change that. He's going to challenge you. To do something different. Because you're going to stop traveling on that broad and that wide area that leads to destruction. But you're going to choose that. No, I'm going to change. I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to change the way I think, the way I, I, I live. Because if you want what few have, you want that peace, that joy, that security, a sense of fulfillment, that that great destiny that God has for you, if you want to have what few people have, you're going to start doing what few people do. And it's going to be good. Amen? Think about this. The teachings of Jesus, they were very weird, weren't they? Compared to what's normal. You know, normal in the world, they say, don't commit adultery. Jesus said this. He says, you have heard it said, don't commit adultery. But what did Jesus do? But I say to you, don't even look lustfully at a woman. Whoever looks lustfully at a woman has already committed adultery in his heart. That's weird. That's different from the world. Look what else he said. If you want to be first, you need to be what? Last. So if you're already last, you can be first. It doesn't make sense to the world. Jesus said, when you give, it will be given back to you. That doesn't make sense. That's weird. You know, the world says you got to take and then you can get it. Jesus said, if someone hurts you, what are you supposed to do? Bless them. Yeah, you, you know, someone starts cussing you out. You go home and make them some brownies and take it to them. And you don't put X-Lax in it. You go bless them. I tell you what, that's weird. You know, that's the hardest thing for me. When I even, when I say this next one, I get all these butts. Jesus said this. Now, he didn't have no butts in it. We put the butts there, right? He said this. If someone hits you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. 
But Sean, I've got to protect myself. He didn't say that. Did he? Oh, we like to do that, don't we? We like to change that up a little bit. But that's weird. So if someone wrongs you, he says, forgive them, not just once. Seventy times, seven times. That's weird. A day. You got to forgive. That's weird. See, the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of Scripture lead us off the path of normal. Broad path under a narrow and different path. I mean, if you want what normal people have, just keep on going with the flow of this world. And you're going to get what they have. Eventually. And it's not good. But God says, I've, I've done this. I've set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose life. It's a choice. Are you going to make a choice to be a little weird? To get off that normal path? It's a choice that you make. You know, Lisa and I had to decide a long time ago that we're just not going to live like normal people. We're going to believe God. We're going to love Jesus with all of our heart. We're going to do certain things. We're going to give. We're going to be givers. That's why we could, we, could, we could lay it all down. That's why we were able to lay it all down to go on the mission field. With no promise of anything. Just We heard a voice of the Lord. We heard the call of God. So we decided just to go. Listen, I'm telling you something. I, I promise you this. If God tells me to go tomorrow and he tells me to move to Africa, bye. Amen? I don't think he is. But if he did, because we just don't live that life, we refuse to. Because that normal life, it doesn't, it doesn't bring out anything good in us. So to build this foundation of this series... And we're going to go through many different things. But to, to build this foundation, I have two very simple, very simple thoughts. I know they're simple, but it's something that we need to understand because they're hard to do. They may be simple to, to read and simple to hear, but they're not simple to do. And the, the, the first thought is this. Weird people don't think like normal people think. Weird people don't think like normal people think. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Look at this. It says this. It says, do not live any longer the way, what? This world lives. Don't live any longer the way this world lives. Don't live like normal people. Because why? That's stupid. That's my paraphrase. It says, let your way of thinking be completely changed. Then you will be able to test what God wants for you. Not what the crowd wants for you. Not what everybody else wants for you. But what God wants for you. And you'll agree that what he wants is what? Right. His plan is good and pleasing and perfect. I love that. Now listen to the way the Message Bible says this. It says, don't be, God, listen to this. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Wow. Turn to your neighbor and say, get that. 
Because some of you, you're still thinking, man, I lost an hour of sleep this morning. I'm going to read it again. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Isn't that what happens? That you and I love Jesus, right? But we can easily slip back into that normal culture. That normal culture is so easy. The Bible says, says, instead, fix your attention on God. Not everybody else, but on God. And you will be changed from the inside out. See, weird people don't think like normal people. They learn to think like God. We learn to think His way He thinks. In fact, Paul says, you and I have the mind of Christ. So there's no reason why we should think like normal people. We should think like Christ. We should think like he thinks. And why is this so important? As you begin to follow the word of God and you put faith in it, you begin to change your beliefs by agreeing it and putting it into action. Listen, the word, you never believe the word unless you put it into action. You can say you believe it all the time, but until you do it, you don't believe it. But once you begin to put it into action, you begin to believe it, and that changes your heart, then that changes the way you think, because the way you think will eventually determine the way you behave, and what you think determines who you become. So as you begin to have it inside of here, it becomes a flow outside of you, from the inside out. And weird people will say this, you shouldn't do that. They don't want you to be not like them. They want you to be like because you challenge them. You challenge them to change. And what begins to happen when you start thinking like God and start thinking like he thinks, and guess what's going to happen? Everything part of your life begins to change. And they're going to look at you and say, man, you're weird. You're weird. Because you begin to say maybe no to some of the things they want you to do. People like to have control of each other. You know that. That's why we tell you the, the, you have freedom to say no here. Because as a believer, you need to be led by the Lord. So where people will say this, should I do this? Is this a good thing or is this a great thing? Because life is too crowded to have all these good things. And people are letting all these good things to come into their life and They're missing out on the great things. But weird people are going to say, I'm only going to do what God wants me to do. And these are going to be great things. They're going to say, yes, they're great things. Think about money in the world today. What is normal in this world? Broke. But how do broke people think? They think day to day. They think about, this is how, how am I going to make, how am I going to eat today? How, 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 do, how do people who aren't as broke, you know, most normal people think? They think, they think uh, month to month. How am I going to make my bills month to month? But you, you, you know how God thinks, and God's pretty wealthy. He owns it all. He thinks generation to generation. Do you know a lot of wealthy people that I know, you know how they think? They think years to years or even getting close to that. God wants us to think Generation to generation. Let me tell you, t- tell you what God wants you to do. He wants you to change your thinking. If you want something different in your relationship, don't do what most people do. 
What's normal? Can I just call it what it is in relationships? Normal in, in relationships is sending your 15-year-old daughter on a car date with an 18-year-old guy with hairy legs and thinking he's got good intentions. Listen, listen, dads, you just need to buy a shotgun. That's all I can say. That's right. Isn't that right? Normal in this world is sleeping with whoever you want. And then even trying to do married things without a holy covenant. And then when things don't work well, you just get rid of them because you can get somebody else. But then when you do get married, guess what happens? It doesn't work. And then what you practice before, you can practice in marriage. It just doesn't work. And some of you are doing that and you're feeling that right now with even your marriage. We have a great thing that's in your bulletin. Love after marriage. We need to think differently. If you want to have what normal people have, do what normal people do. But if you want to have what few people have, do what few people do. It's time to get a little bit weird. Weird people don't think like normal people. We're going to change our thinking in the next five weeks. Number two, the second thing where it was going to happen, if you write this down, I think it might be already in there. Weird people don't live like normal people live. So there's a change. See, when you and I take Scripture seriously seriously, and we pursue God and we pursue what it says in the Word, you are going to be different from the world. If you're not different and if you look like everybody else, if you act like everybody else, you live like everybody else, I want to submit to you, you don't know the God of Scripture. Because the more you pursue Him, the more different you're going to act. The more different you're going to live. Your values will change. What motivates you changes. And the way you live is going to change. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Look what he says here. He says, Dear friends, I urge you. And I love what he says. As aliens and strangers. In other words, this place is not your home. This place should look kind of weird. Why do they do that? That's stupid. Why are people living like this? Why do people live according to this world? This place isn't your home. If you're a believer, listen, it's all going to burn. Woo! Yeah! There's more. You don't live in, this is not your world. As aliens and strangers, Peter says, in this world I urge you to sustain, abstain from sinful desires which rage war against your soul. In other words, you know, if this world is your home, then keep on doing what you want to do. Keep on living like you want to live because that's normal. But you're not normal. Look what verse 12 says. Live such good lives among the pagans, among, among those who don't understand, among those non-believers. Live such good lives among them that though they accuse you of doing wrong. Listen, you start being weird, you start loving God and going after him with all your heart and thinking differently and start living differently. Let's guess what they're going to do. They're going to say you're doing something wrong. Don't leave us. They're going to say that. Don't don't get off this normal path. This is what everybody's on. This is what everybody's doing. You know, everybody's doing that. Come and hang out with us. 
and they're going to accuse you of doing wrong. You're making a mistake. Don't do that. This is better. This is not better. You're being weird. So though they accuse you of doing wrong in the end, because you don't follow them, they may see your good deeds and what? Glorify God on the day that he visits. See, when you seek the God of the Bible, he's going to lead you to a life that is very different. Very different. God wants to make you weird. He wants to take the normal out and bring something totally different. And it's going to look different from everybody. You know, your kind of weird is different from my kind of weird. You can't copy my weird. It's my weird. Don't look at me like that. You're weird too. And I'm not going to copy your weird because that would be just the normal weird. And I'm not going to go there. God has a specific weird for you. The Bible talks about that. It says that we are all part of the body of Christ. And that every part does its share. You have something in the body of Christ to be a part of and to do. And it's not the normal way of living. It's the God kind of living. It's actually normal to God. It's a new normal. And when you seek God, you're going to see that. And he's going to do something great in you, I believe, these next five weeks. That you're going to do something great for him. And it's, not, it's going to be different from mine. But it's going to be totally under his will and his purposes. You know, Lisa and I, we, we determined a long time ago that we weren't, going to, um, we're not, we weren't going to send our kids to public school. Now, I have nothing against public school, but that's just the word of the Lord for us. So we've homeschooled. We've sent them to private school, and we've, we sacrificed for that. I have yet to get my Camaro because of my kids going to school. They do get out of the house, right? One day. So and then I'll get my Camaro. In Jesus name. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so we sacrifice, but you know what? That's our weird. I don't say that thus saith the Lord for you. Because there's a lot of good teachers. We have good teachers here. In the, private, in the public schools. So, and some people believe that, no, our kids are missionaries in our schools. And that's your kind of weird. That's fine. That's your kind of weird. God has that for you. So that's what you have to do. It could be your kind of weird where God calls you to live beneath your, your, your means so you can support the kingdom of God in a greater way. That not just 10%, you want to go 20, 30%. That, that's your kind of weird. You know, J.C. Penney? He, uh, you know, J.C. Penney's, you know, that story is closing down now because they went away from the Lord. But anyway, that's another story. But J.C. Penney was a born-again believer who gave 90% of his income to the, to, to the church. Lived off 10. That was his kind of weird. For you, it might be God calls you to do something weird and leave your lucrative, lucrative, I can't even say that, job, I got it out, at home, and so you can come home and pour your life into your kids and your family. So you can get another job that doesn't pay as much so you can, you can just hang out with, with your kids. Maybe that's what God's, that's your kind of weird. God may call you to start some kind of ministry. God may call you uh, into a 
from, from out of a wild lifestyle into a lifestyle that's, that you're going to live sexually pure. I know, I know some people who have, who have um, lived this weird lifestyle that they didn't, their first kiss was on their wedding day. Now, I couldn't do that. Lisa kissed me first on our, on our first date. She couldn't get it, keep her hands off me. So um, well, I was wanting to go that way, but that wasn't her kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> That's true. She held my hand and kissed me. I think, what, what's going on with you? Dang it. I wanted to pray. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I love you, baby. Anyway, you know, I don't know what's the kind of weird. You know, I've, I've seen some people, and this, this may seem a little different. It's not my kind of weird. But I've seen people who were, had just a terrible disease and just said, looked at me. In fact, my pastor here told me this. I don't know if you remember. He said, Sean, when you do, do go to the hospitals, meet them where their faith is. And um, I've been to the hospital and I looked at them, had this disease. And they looked at me and said, Sean, I'm done. I want to go. I don't want to live. That's Okay. You know, you're in eternity. But some of you, it might be like me. Where I was on, I was dying. And something rose inside of me that my God can do the impossible. That's my kind of weird. May not be your kind of weird. But I'm going to seek God and I'm going to believe Him. That was me. I don't know what God's kind of weird is for you, but you're going to change your life. So I invite you, I beg you to join me on this commitment to becoming weird and getting off maybe that road, that broad road, somewhere in your life that you've allowed to come in and get into that narrow path again. Because normal is not working. It is broke. It's overwhelmed. It's miserable. It's fear. It's shame. It's regret. And it doesn't have to be that way. See, this life can be full of peace, of joy, of purpose, of fulfillment, of momentum, and knowing that your life is making an eternal difference. Because let, let me just say this. I, I, I am tired of normal Christianity. I'm tired of consumer Christianity. I am sick of lukewarm, mediocre, half-hearted, go-to-church-and-not-make-any-difference. I don't, I don't want to be that way. I, I, I had that. I don't want that any longer. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to just come and, and fill an empty seat and risk nothing, sacrifice nothing, and come to church that meets my needs and makes me feel good and then go off and live a normal life. That's not the church we're going to be. We're going to be a church that makes a difference. We're going to be a church that challenges people to rise up in the giftings and the callings of God that is in their life. Because every one of us has something that God wants us to do and some, someone who God wants us to become. And so when I read, read, read what Jesus says, he says this. If you want to find your life, you will what? Yeah! 
That's what God has called us to do. Because that's how we gain life, is by losing everything that we have. And that is weird. Listen, you can go to church all day long in our culture and it still be somewhat normal. You can worship. Man, I tell you what, you know some of the hottest CDs that are selling right now are worship CDs. Not saying anything wrong with that, but it becomes a little, kind of everybody's doing it. But not everybody's doing it seven days a week. They get their fix once a week. Man, what about a worshiper like David? Who's after God's own heart. Who doesn't stop. Who goes after him with all they have. And no matter what comes at him, no matter what slaps upon him, no matter why he's rejected by his own dad, he still worships the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not a me-centered Christianity. I'm talking about a life that's wholehearted for the Lord. See, you can either, you can choose. You can settle for normal, or you can choose something better than normal. If you want what normal people have, do what normal people do. But I'm calling out in you the greatness of God. To forget what lies behind. And press onward, forward, to what God has in Christ Jesus. To grab the great things. To change your thinking. To change your life. And to go after Him. And if we want what few people have, we're going to leave this normal path. And I invite you on this journey for the next five weeks that will cause us to live a lifetime of being weird. Amen? And getting things that no one else has. But the reason for it is to be an example of what they can have. Living, walking examples of Christ Jesus on this earth. Because I know there's a passion rising up for you. You like it. You want it. You want to be different. You want to be a change agent for this world. And so we're going we're gonna to be a change agent. We're going to drop some. This is what I want you to do. Next five weeks, we're going to go through different areas of our life. And we're going to talk about being weird. How does that look like in the Word? And this is what's, what's, going to do, what's going to happen. That you're a believer. I'm not saying that you're not. But there's some areas in your life that you became normal in. We're going to have to get off that road. Whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, whether it's our, our, even our spiritual relationship with the Lord. Doing what he's called you to do. Some of you are going to step out in faith. And that's exciting. Amen? So this is what I want you to do. Number one, write this down. Seek after him. After the Lord. For the next five weeks. 
You know, I know we do. We just got done with the 21 days of fat, prayer and fasting back in uh, January. But maybe some of you need to need to fast something. So you're going to seek after Him, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to ask the Lord this: God, where am I normal? And I'm not like you. Because, Daddy, I want to be like you. I want to be like my dad. My heavenly father, I want to be like him. You know how much that pleases the Lord? How many guys have sons or daughters? And they said, man, you know, this is usually before teenagers. Dad, I want to be like you. Doesn't that do your heart good? I mean, I love it. Does his heart good? Seek after him. And you're going to listen to him. You're going to ask him, Lord, this is how you're going to seek. God, what's normal in my life? Number two, you're going to make a decision then to get off that normal track and change your course. Because you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and you're going to allow Him to speak to you. And He's going to design that custom type of weird for you in that area. Maybe in the financial area. Maybe in your relationships. Maybe in your, your, your ministry. Whatever God has for you. Maybe in your family. Whatever it is. You're going to change. And then number three, you're going to get a vision. You're going to write that vision down from the Lord where you're going He's going to include some boundary statements in it probably. But you're going to see change in your life. Amen. You need to be open to hear the Lord, especially in these next five weeks. Of how you can become weird. I tell you what, you'll you'll never look back and regret. You'll look back and you'll say, in March of 2017, I got a little weird. And I've changed. And I'm different today because of what happened then. And I've laid everything aside. Listen, there's some of you who are hurt. You're in pain. You've blamed God. That's normal. You know it's normal to blame God. That doesn't mean it's good. What God's going to do, though, because you continue to blame, you have not focused on Him to heal. He's going to bring this back in around, and you're going to receive healing from the first time for all your hurts and pains. Because you said, God, no longer am I going to blame you. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to walk where you want me to walk. And I'm going to follow you no matter what. Just like Meshach did, the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What do they do? Lord, no matter what, whether you save us or not, we will not bow down. (laughs) Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Listen, I'm preparing you. This is preparing us For what's to come. To live righteous. 
to live victorious, but to live weird. Amen? Bow your heads.